our reading this morning comes from Jeremiah chapter 18, verses 1 through 11. The word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord, Come, go down to the potter's house, and there I will let you hear my words. So I went down to the potter's house, and there he was working at his wheel. The vessel he was making of clay was spoiled in the potter's hand, and he reworked it into another vessel as seemed good to him. Then the word of the Lord came to me. Can I not do with you, O house of Israel, just as this potter has done, says the Lord? Just like the clay in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand, O house of Israel. At one moment I may declare concerning a nation or a kingdom that I will pluck up and break down and destroy it. But if that nation concerning which I have spoken turns from its evil, I will change my mind about the disaster that I intend to bring on it. And at another moment, I may declare concerning a nation or a kingdom that I will build and plant it. But if it does evil in my sight, not listening to my voice, then I will change my mind about the good that I intended to do to it. Now therefore, say to the people of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, thus says the Lord, look, I am a potter shaping evil against you and devising a plan against you. Turn now, all of you, from your evil way and amend your ways and your doings. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Opening, open to the Lord's leading and guided by the Spirit, the prophet Jeremiah obeys God's word. Come, go down to the prophets, to the potter's house, and there I will let you hear my word. Jeremiah puts one foot in front of the other as he responds to God's call. He isn't told what he would see or what he would hear, but he went not to the temple, but to the potter's house. And when he gets to the potter's house, he sees a very common sight, an artisan working at his wheel. Potters were as common a position in the time of Jeremiah as today's store clerks and cashiers. A long, long time before the Tupperware revolution begun by Earl Tupper in 1946 and Brownie Wise house parties that followed a few years later, these artisans provided the people with the essential containers that they used to carry, store, cook, and serve. Likewise, the potter is a common biblical image used for God in the Hebrew scriptures. From God's kneeling to the earth to form and fashion humankind from the dust and the mud as reported in Genesis. To the Psalms of creation and the creation theology of the prophets like Isaiah and Amos. God is said to be a potter. The word potter means one who shapes, one who forms. 
The, the potter is a wonderful metaphor for what God does in God's creation. God is the master artisan. God is the great one who shapes and forms. God takes the raw materials of life and humanity and molds them and shapes them more and more into something beautiful and useful. God is the master potter in whose hands the Hebrew people were being fashioned to be a vessel, blessing the whole world. And through the image of God as potter, God gives Jeremiah a message for Judah. But God's message to, to Jeremiah is a message for us and for all the people of our day as well. The question for Judah then and for us today is will we listen and will we respond to God's word? The first part of the message is simply this. We are spoiled clay. Jeremiah obeys the law of the Lord and he goes to the potter's house and he begins to watch the, the potter working at his wheel. He watches as the craftsman takes a lump of clay and, and begins to knead it in order to release the air bubbles that could cause the pottery to explode when it is fired in the kiln. He watches as the potter throws the clay on the wheel. And as the, the clay begins to spin, he watches the potter forcefully begin to center that clay. And only when the clay is properly centered does Jeremiah see the potter dip a sponge into water and begin to mold and shape the clay. Jeremiah watches as the potter coaxes and bends and lifts and widens towards the desired shape. But then Jeremiah notices something that becomes a visual sermon. In the words of verse 4, the vessel he was making of clay was spoiled and he reworked it. One of the first messages that we might hear from this ancient allegory is that we are the clay. We are the lumps of dust and mud that the potter is fashioning. And sometimes we just don't turn out as the potter desires. The Hebrew word in verse 4 that the NRSV translates as spoiled also means marred or ruined or corrupted or perverted. Like Jeremiah, we understand God's message. We are that spoiled clay. Sometimes we do not turn out as the the potter intends as the lump of clay is kneaded and placed on the wheel and centered and molded and shaped. The master potter continues to reshape and to remold us for the, God, for the potter's good purposes and use. We, all of us, are in one way or another marred clay. We are cracked in leaking pots. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. Another way that the Bible says it is 
we are sinners. We sh fall short of God's good intentions and, and God's plans for us. We fall short of the target that God has set for us and for our lives. Most often because of our, our poor decisions. We are the incomplete work of the master potter. You've likely heard the phrase, God is not finished with us yet. While it is a bit cliche, it is profoundly true. God is not finished with me yet, and God is not finished with you yet either. We are works in progress. It only takes a little daily self-examination to know that is, that is indeed the case. We are good creations of God, clay that has tremendous potential. But the potter is not finished with us yet. The same can be said of everything in God's creation. Genesis 1 says that God looked all around after God had made uh, everything that God had made in six days and and God looked at God's labor of love called creation and said, it is very good. But we look around and we see all matter today of, of ill still existent in creation. Poverty and violence and civil unrest and injustice, war, disease, greed and prejudice. When we see all that, we know that not only is God not finished with us yet, God's not finished with the world yet. And you and I have basically two choices, two ways that we can respond to this unfinishedness of our lives and of this world. First, we can face the reality of being spoiled clay in a corrupt creation and we can become discouraged and hopeless. Or second, we can face the reality of being spoiled clay in a corrupt creation and in faith we can become hopeful. Hopeful. God through Jeremiah is calling us, you and me, to this second choice, to faith and to be hopeful. That is to have faith that God is, is moving and molding and shaping and bending the world towards God's will, even when we can't always see it. Last Sunday evening, during our Martin Luther King Jr. Remembrance Service, Virginia Conference Bishop Sharma Lewis called you and me to this kind of faith, a, a hope-filled faith. Using a quote from Dr. King, Bishop Lewis called us to a kind of faith that continues to trust in the Lord and continues to move even when you can't see the whole staircase. Yes, faith moves. It takes faithful steps. Such faith and such faith moves and acts in God's word even when we don't fully understand what God is calling us to do. A now faith takes the next 
faithful step. And now faith persists when obstacles arise and may be against us. We should know that God is committed to finishing what God has started in this world. COVID-19, violence, racism, injustice are not going to stand. The life and the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ should be all the evidence that we need to understand that what God is willing to do to save us and to save the world. Scripture tells us, indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. This is great news. Great, great news for you and for me and for the world. Sending Jesus, God calls us to be hope-filled and to a deepening faith in, in the power of the Holy Spirit. Through Jesus, we can, see, can face the reality of being spoiled clay in a corrupt creation and still be hopeful. Despite our corrupted creation, God has chosen to melt us and mold us and fill us and use us. Ordinary and imperfect people, spoiled clay and crackpots alike. And God's work of redeeming the world and bringing God's kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. No matter how flawed you think you might be, God can use you. But we must say yes to God. Yes, Lord, have your way. Yes, Lord, I'm going to believe. Yes, Lord, I'm going to obey you. Yes, Lord, I'm going to continue to and persist even when there are obstacles against us. Consider this. The next time that you feel bad or useless, just simply spoiled clay and of no use to God or anyone else, just remember Noah was a drunk. Abraham was too old. Isaac was a daydreamer. Jacob was a liar. Joseph was abused. Moses had a stuttering problem. Gideon was afraid. Samson was a womanizer. And Rahab was a prostitute. Jeremiah and Timothy were too young. David had an affair and was a murderer. Elijah was suicidal and, and Isaiah preached naked. The prophet Jonah ran from God. Naomi was a widow. Job went bankrupt. John the Baptist, he ate bugs. Peter denied Jesus three times. The disciples fell asleep while Jesus was praying. Martha, Martha worried about everything. This Samaritan woman was divorced more than once. Zacchaeus was vertically challenged. Paul was a religious fanatic. Timothy had an ulcer in Lazarus. Well, Lazarus, that poor guy was dead. And still, that didn't keep God from using each of them 
And God is going to use you as well. No matter who you are, the Lord can melt you and mold you and fill you and use you. Why? Why? Because while we are spoiled clay, we are still in the potter's hands. That's the second part of, of the message that Jeremiah saw at the potter's house. We are all spo spoiled clay, but we are still, still in the potter's hands. You remember what Jeremiah saw at the potter's house? He saw a potter working at the wheel, making a vessel that became spoiled. The piece of clay wasn't taking the shape that the potter intended. But that wasn't the end of the story. The potter didn't throw the clay out. And as Jeremiah continues to watch, he sees the potter rework the clay into another vessel as seemed good to him. And after seeing that, the Lord speaks to Jeremiah and says, Can I not do with you, O house of Israel, just as this potter has done? Just like the clay in the potter's hands, so are you in my hands, O house of Israel. This is great news. We're still, we're still in the potter's hands. Our past does not define our future. That's great news. It doesn't matter what mistakes you have made in this life. You're still in the potter's hands. It doesn't matter what you have done or what you have left undone. You are still in the potter's hands. No matter what your flaws or imperfe your imperfections or how raw the materials of your life, you are still in the potter's hands. Though you may be incomplete, leaking, broken, ragged, chipped, cracked, no matter what your limitations, you are still in the potter's hands. Wherever you are gathering this morning and whoever you are worshiping with, would you turn to them and tell them right now, you are still in the potter's hands. You are still in the potter's hands. And tell yourself as well, I am still in the potter's hand. As long as we are in the potter's hands, we're going to be okay. We are loved and we are cared for. And the Lord is not finished with us yet. The Lord is still working to craft something even more beautiful out of your life. The master potter is, is always looking to remake us, reform us, reshape us more and more into the image of Jesus Christ. And our amazing God loves us, even the spoiled clay that we are. In fact, God loves us so much that in the Son, Jesus Christ, God became part of this spoiled soil called humanity. God entered into our maredness, our corruption. And Jesus... He understands our fragile incompleteness.
And with tender, loving care, God is fashioning us into something more beautiful. More beautiful. As long as we are in the potter's hands, there is once to do in our lives. John, in his letter to the churches concerning God's revelation in Jesus Christ, heard a word from the Lord, wherein Jesus described himself as one knocking, literally continuously knocking at the door of our hearts. Jesus says, listen, I am standing at the door knocking. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come into you and eat with you and you with me. The lesson is whoever will take the time to stop and open the doors of their hearts and invite the living Christ in will experience relationship with God, the master potter. Likewise, in our Jeremiah reading, the Lord uses covenant language when talking to Judah. God uses a lot of if this, then that language and essentially tells the people of Judah that they have a role to play in becoming good vessels. They have the free will to choose to submit to the will of the potter. And if they do, the potter is skilled to make something even more beautiful out of their lives. But if they will not, then God cannot or God is unwilling to coerce our obedience. It's a matter of God loving you and giving you a choice because love cannot be demanded. Jeremiah wants us to know it's not just the skill and the determination of the potter that makes these pieces of art. The consistency of the clay makes a profound difference in the outcome. Where are you as we see and hear God's word today? Are you recognizing your spoiled clay, your shortcomings? If so, that's a good thing. That's a great thing and never a reason to despair. If the ignoble and the imperfect that God has so many times used in this world to fashion something precious and useful for the kingdom. There's no telling what priceless treasure the potter will craft from the raw materials of your life as we are in the potter's hand. Lord, take us. Lord, mold us. Use us. Fill us. We give our lives to this potter's hand. Call us, guide us, lead us, walk beside us. We give our lives to the potter's hand. May this be our song of faith, we give our lives to the potter's hand. Amen.